Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, Ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my, it's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others, here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I am your host, Patricia Baker. It is February 1st, 2023, and PK is here with me, I'm happy to say. And PK, how are you tonight? Absolutely fabulous. Looking forward to our warm weather coming back. Oh, gosh. They told us it was coming. <laughs> I'm going to believe them. <laughs> Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to getting through the next couple of days when we're going to have sub-zero temperatures. So, yes, luckily it's going to be short. Very. I pray it is for you as well, my dear. (laughs) That is (laughs) for sure. Thank you so much. I don't think I really want to go outside, but I have to. So I'm going to bundle up. So, anyway, we have... (laughs) Yeah, jeez. So we have a great guest tonight. We have a super great guest tonight, Dr. Kay Randall May. We're going to bring her on in just a few minutes. She is going to be talking to us about interspecies communication, which is one of our favorite top, top topics, and it is also one of the top topics for our audience. So we're really thrilled Mm -hmm. to have Dr. K. Randall May with us tonight. But first, let's check in about those numbers. We are on February 1, so what's happening? We've changed months, changed numbers. What's going on? That's right. This month is a review of this year, to be honest about it. We're in a nine-universal month, and it's really bringing a lot of things to bear. The year itself is a seven-universal year, but this is our nine-month, ending old things that we can't control. So it's kind of take the time in, wrap up what you need to. It's a perfect time to delete anything that you no longer want around you because nine means endings, but it does make us a bit accident-prone if we're not cautious of how we do it because the seven deals with tripping and falling type things. doesn't mean everybody's going to do it, but it just means that that's that little umbrella that's sitting over us that we need to kind of dodge around every once in a while. But the month itself is really about completing a lot of projects that we've had or anything that's been ongoing. Most important, it's the time to review what we want, what we don't want, and let's eliminate what we don't want. Let's take advantage of doing it ourselves. And so that's going to make it a lot easier if we do it than have the powers that be do it to us. Perfect time to assist others in what we can do for others will actually enhance our own lives. So it's going to be a great time to take in some social events, enhance your life with the things that are important. But I think more than anything else, eliminate what you no longer need to make way for what we really have to work with. 
because the seven year is about learning and teaching, but this month is eliminate what doesn't fit anymore. So if we do it okay. ourselves, we get to make some choices. If we don't, the powers that be will put a hand in and help us whether we like it or not. So it's a little nicer if we can do it ourselves. At least I hope Absolutely. so. Absolutely. I remember uh, someone once said that if you take the initiative, actually it was Jean Worth who is a hand analyst, one of the best from New York City, and she used to say either you do it and take the initiative or the universe will do it for you and you won't get the credit. So do it and, and get the credit. Is, would you say that's a better way to go? <laughs> I think it's a fabulous way to go because nobody likes having the rug pulled out from under them when they've got a choice of laying drug out nicely. Right. It's no, way that's really overdue. true. Oh, gosh. There's so many things that are on our plate that we really need to sort through right now. Take the time this month. People, places, and things that no longer fit in our life, let's let it go so it doesn't come back and bite us where we sit. <laughs> Just <thought>. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's great advice, as always. Thank you so much, PK. And and I also want to encourage people who want their own private numerology reading to contact Patricia Kirkman, and you can find her email on our website, supernaturalgirlswithaz.com. You can also find PK at patriciakirkman.com. And it's a great time of year to get your personal numerological chart done. That way you know it's coming just for you and how to handle it. So also on our Supernatural Girls homepage, we have all kinds of really great leading-edge health products that you can check out and you can get discounts on. Uh, Just click the links on our homepage. It'll take you to the company page, and you can go from there. And I'm going to be trying to get, what am I going to be getting? The new endo band, which was invented by Dr. Weber. Now, as you know, Dr. Weber was on our show, and it was he was a big hit. Everybody was thrilled with him Definitely. because he was, yeah, he was able to take a complicated subject like treatment with lasers and break it down so that we understood, you know, what was available, the laser IV I'm really hoping more practitioners will invest in that technology. It is just the best. And also now he has the endoband, which replaces the laser watch. It's seven times more powerful than the watch. And I, You know, I use that watch every day, and I use it twice oh, a day. And it's, it's been phenomenal in, in helping me with any and every health issues. It has all different color laser lights on it. It goes right into your bloodstream and does its thing. And you also have the ability to adjust which lights you want to use. But I can't wait to get my hands mm-hmm. on the new Endoband. I'm going to be having a, a link directly to that company uh, coming up next week. So if you're interested, you'll be able to go right from the website and uh, see if you want to purchase it. It's not inexpensive, but I will tell you this about the Weber company of products they stand behind everything they make. It's all made in Germany, not China, and mm-hmm. it is first rate. So, for example, I have a tiny little wrist. <laughs> I'm always putting this thing on and pulling the band super tight, and over time the band starts to break. So they've always sent me a new band at no charge. And 
generally, I'm sure no one else has this problem but me, but anyways, they have, they stand behind their product, basically, no matter how many years ago I bought it, because I think I got this five years ago, and they're still oh, yeah. there yeah. saying, if you need anything replaced, we'll just do it. And they send it right from Germany, and there you go. Whether it's a brand new band, or you need a new watch, or you need a new accessory piece, they stand behind their product, and how rare is that today? So I highly recommend that, that you look at their website, and I will, again, be posting more information about the endoband because that is uh, basically self-treatment. You do this at home. You don't have to go anywhere. And I like that. I'm tired of, of you know getting in my car and having to go see a practitioner when I can do something like this that's really powerful right at home. So more will come on the endoband when I get one. Uh, hopefully next week or the week after I'll start using it and I will report on how it works. And we also have liposomal vitamins on the page. You can look at those. Those are liquid, not pills, which I love. And we have the Air Energy Machine also from another company in Germany. It's photosynthesized oxygen treatment. And, gosh, just, just so much more. Go take a look. And any questions, you can send me an email. I'll be happy to answer your questions on anything there. So tonight we have Dr. K. Randall May. Now, I know mm-hmm. some of you have heard this name before, and you may have seen her on YouTube being interviewed, but she was also on our show about, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. We had a great time right. and with Kay. It was just great information. It, it was wonderful. And Kay presents all the material, so it's easy to understand, and that's what we appreciate. She brings us to the next level of understanding, that's for sure. So she is an internationally recognized intuitive with specialties in medical intuition and scientific technical intuition, and she's been doing this for more than 40 years. She has a diverse background incorporating intuition, science, philosophy, religion, metaphysics, and Art, and she conducts intuitive readings with clients throughout the world. Now, she has many books available, and you can go to her website and find the books there. She is also Vice President and Secretary of NOMI, N-O-M-I, the National Organization for Medical Intuition, and she is certified as a medical intuitive and counseling intuitive by the American Board of Scientific Medical Intuition, which was founded by Dr. C. Norman Sheely and Caroline Mace. So before I say any more about Dr. K. Randall May, we might as well bring her on the air. Otherwise, I'll be reading her biography for the whole show. So, (laughs) So, K., welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you with us tonight. Thank you, Patricia. It's such a pleasure to be with you in PK. It's always a a great honor for me to be part of your show. Well, thank you for coming to spend time with us. Yes, we just love having you here. And you're going to be talking about a great topic tonight. So we're just going to let you start wherever you'd like to start to, to share with us about this interspecies communication topic. So we're going to let you just start on your own, wherever you want to start with us. Thank you, uh, Patricia. I always like to begin with the broadest concepts that we can grasp 
And in that case, we're going to talk about or consider communication and consciousness in general. Because before we think about it between different species, we experience it every single day between other humans that we know. And therefore, it's important, I think, for us to consider what's really happening when we communicate. I think it is essential, I know it is essential, to understand the nature of matter and energy because we think with our physical brains, of course. So when we are forming words, we are bringing concepts up to the top of our, of our mind and we are trying to make a sentence or two to communicate with someone, of course, we're using our physical brain. And if there's a problem with the physical brain, some kind of injury or <laughs> some kind of change with it, of course, there's going to be difficulty with communication. But more than that, it's important to understand that matter itself, physical stuff, is not always unchanging. In fact, the way I see it, the universe is constantly changing. It's moving from being solid to being your energy, which is not solid, and then back again to solid, and then back again to pure energy. <clears throat> and this transition, this change, occurs billions of times per second. That mm. means it is so rapid that our senses cannot perceive it. While matter is physical, of course, we have all the brain components that you have learned about in biology, and of course I'm a biologist, <laughs> neurons and glial cells and all of the associated tissues with the physical brain and the cranium and everything, and the throat and all the vocal cords and everything. However, equally important is the phase of matter, which is pure energy, which modern science does not recognize. I call this the mind field, and the mind field has no local position. And it has no physical essence, so it cannot be weighed on a scale. It is non-physical. Because of that, it is shared by all of us. So you and I, even though our brains are quite distinct and separate, have a mingling of our energies in the mind field. And it's that mingling of the energies where communication at levels beyond words occurs. We then bring those perceptions, those communications, into the physical realm when the physical brain reforms. All the synapses, which are the connections between neurons, etc., which carry our memories, which carry our associations, those form and reform, and change, and rechange, however is needed. 
dictated by what's happening in the non-physical portion of our consciousness. So whenever we talk about communication between ourselves and any other sentient creature, that is a creature that has a sensory awareness, we are talking about the union of our non-physical consciousnesses together and then the interpretation of what is unified into and through the physical brains or central nervous systems of those sentient creatures. And that's where all the differences lie. Shall I go ahead? Now, when you say that there's there's nothing, let me just interrupt you for Mm -hmm. a second. So you're talking about the non-local consciousness, and and that reminds me of what, when I worked for Bob Monroe, he used to start his uh, series with, you know, you'd go into a a very quiet state, and then his voice would come over, and it would say, you are more. You know, I am more than my physical body. And that's how everything starts. So right away, mm-hmm. you're, exactly you're in this I'm understanding. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what communication between any two or more sentient creatures depends upon blending that pure energy field and then bringing to the physical consciousness the impressions that we have received there. Most of the communication that we have with people is partial and very inefficient because in my opinion, this is just my opinion and my observation, language is a poor substitute for true, deep, intuitive impressions. Language Mm -hmm. is a symbolized form, and the symbols are limited. Like if I say to you, Patricia or PK, what what do you mean by love? What would you say? The word love. Amazing. Yeah. Again, how do you... Right, it's an emotion that you express when you feel. Mm-hmm. However, and... there are with if if I had a room of fifty people, I can predict that I would get fifty different answers for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. The word definitely means so many different things to so many different people. Mm-hmm. So it's a symbol that is really not precise, and humans have substituted words for their deeper intuitive impressions since the beginning of the evolution of humankind. Other species have not necessarily evolved in the same way. And therefore, when we are communicating with another sentient being, we need to be aware that often we're thinking in words when they're not thinking in words. <laughs> they may exactly. be thinking in, in images. And um, those of the audience that are listening tonight to this or at any other time to this, when maybe you're replaying it 
You can try and experiment on your own. You can, if you have a pet nearby, a dog or cat, you can go into another room where the dog or cat doesn't see you, and you can imagine in your mind their favorite treat. Let's say it's a doggy, and that doggy loves bacon bits or something like that. Mm -hmm. Some tasty treat. You could go in the other room and imagine the taste of the bacon bits, but don't actually open the package. Don't, don't do anything physical. Just imagine it. Imagine you're chewing it. Imagine you're tasting it. And see if the doggy doesn't come in to look and see what's going on. You will find <laughs> yeah. that, that they will connect with that. So when mm-hmm. a person is communicating with any other sentient being, the most important aspect is to get in touch with this non-physical mind field. We do that by getting around our words as humans. So that means that you're going to be relaxing. You are going to be allowing your emotions to kind of become neutral. And imagine yourself connecting in a very gentle way, like with very gentle, gentle, gentle energy, like a soft breeze or something, just that gentle, with the other creature. Now, the other creature might be another person 2,000 miles away. It doesn't matter. There is no space or time limitation to the mind field because it's not physical. That's why I can work with clients halfway around the globe. It doesn't make any difference. And people will sometimes right. say to me as, a, as an intuitive, well, won't it be more accurate if I'm sitting there in your position, you know, in your home or wherever? No, no. It has nothing to do with where you are physically. Uh, and it, it's, it's this connection. So often this connection is enriched with emotion. So if we have a deep emotional tie or a deep emotional connection to a particular type of being or a particular individual sentient being like a dog or cat or what whatever often that will improve the retrieval of the information from the mind field on the other hand if we find ourselves afraid of the other creature or repulsed by the other creature in some way it's the opposite is often the case and instead of connecting well we are putting up a barrier or putting up some kind of a an alarm system to the other Mm. so i wanted to consider a couple are you there i'm hearing some unusual noises yeah we are too that's very strange did, did you have We're any hearing those questions? Yeah, yeah, we've got, I know I do, yes. Um, Maybe something we well, trying to get through, who knows? <laughs> I think we're trying to be communicated with, really. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I'd love, what are you doing? How come? Interesting. Okay, so well, I, well, what I would, go ahead. I, I did you have a question, PK? With some, with some examples. Yeah, I just no, I just wanted to, to say also I think 
Yeah, I do too. But I wanted to say too, for a lot of people that haven't been raised so beautifully like you've been raised with a lineage where you are are taught to really trust yourself and trust the voice that you hear inside or outside. So many people just brush mm-hmm. that aside because they they just don't trust it. And I know they're afraid sometimes to say what they're uh, what they're hearing. For example, I was with a friend of mine, this was years ago, we had lunch, her dog was in the car, it was on a beautiful fall day, her dog was hanging out, and when I went to say goodbye to my friend and see her dog, I turned to her and I said, Jennifer, why is your dog showing me a donut? And (laughs) she was horrified, she's like, oh my God, she said, I can't believe it, she said, I told him that I would bring him for a donut after we had our lunch, and of course she didn't want me to think she was a bad dog parent, you know, giving her dog donuts. Um, so it was really funny, but but I was, you know, it was there was a split second there, Kay, when I thought, should I say something? You know, I think a lot of people go through that. You know, should I say something or not? And I want to encourage people to say something because otherwise you won't find out. I well, that's true. So true. Through with intuition in general. So the way I mm-hmm. handle it is if I feel I have an intuitive impression about anything, not necessarily just communication between species, I will, I will think it. I don't hear voices, by the way. I, I have thoughts uh, or images, that, but I don't hear voices. Uh, I will get right. the impression, and then I will release it. I call it Teflon brain. I let it slide off my brain. I just really <laughs> if it comes back three times, very I know that it's valid. In other words, I I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to do this or this is, and this is very true with when I'm getting impressions about the route that I might travel with my car, uh, where I'm mm-hmm. deciding shall I take this street or this or the other. I gently imagine my destination. I gently imagine in my mind and visualize the different places in the street. And if I feel any sense of um, difficulty imagining that or visualizing it, I'll take a different route. Or if it feels sticky or if it just feels like there's something mm-hmm. not clear about it. So, uh, But getting back to the communication, I, I would like to point this out. Whenever we're communicating with another species, we have to honor the fact that they don't necessarily speak in language the way we do. They might come mm-hmm. to learn language, like your, your dog or your cat or your bird, obviously, learn some of the language from you, and sometimes a lot of it. But right. most of their thoughts are going to be in images or smells or sensations that are beyond the range that you might not ordinarily have. So this mm-hmm. brings us to something that I would like to touch on here, and that is if there is such a thing as sentient life outside of our planet, extraterrestrial life, or <clears throat> other dimensional life on our planet that are not of our usual three dimensions, it can be either one, mm-hmm. extraterrestrial or transdimensional. They also might not be thinking in words the same way as we are. And what I have come to recognize 
and feel very much is that, yes, in all the universe, with all those planets, all those uh, galaxies, of course there's life. (laughs) And of course there's sentient life. Not all of it has made it to the, not all species have made it to Earth, but those few, and I think there are about four different groups, I would say species groups that have made it uh, here and that are interacting with us, they have distinctive fields to their energy consciousness. But they tend to be highly telepathic. So what do I mean by telepathy? I'm talking about communication more directly from that mind field bypassing those symbols that humans tend to want to use, language symbols. They tend not to use those as much. They might, absolutely. But it seems to me and in my experience that the impressions from those, I would say, conscious individuals that are not necessarily terrestrial or this dimension tend to be highly telepathic. Therefore, when an individual is receiving from them, the individual needs to be cautious about the words they apply to it. Often, it is clearer to apply symbols that are not words because we don't have so many um, meanings. But, you know, my friend BK here is a numerologist. I would say, PK, that a universal language is mathematics. Wouldn't you agree? Agree. Yes, Therefore, I do. when we communicate with other species that are extraterrestrial, I think it is more natural for us and for them to communicate in, in, in mathematical symbols or patterns such as the crop circles, or other glyphs mm-hmm. that might appear, and therefore be prepared to draw some things. If you are wanting to communicate with other species, obviously communicating with dogs, cats is wonderful. You can communicate with your goldfish. That's wonderful. But you're going to have to communicate with their world, with their particular level of not just interest, but how they're hardwired. I can tell you years ago, mm-hmm. I, um, as a biologist, uh, spent time trying to communicate with a huge python snake that was at Arizona State University when I was an undergraduate there. I mean, the, we had a whole room for that python, and it was you can imagine how big that snake was. And so oh I my gosh, behind <laughs> this double this double <laughs> wire enclosure. And the snake would come up and put its head at the other side, and we would look face to face, eye to eye. There was no mm. warmth in that snake's gaze, I'll tell you. The snake was looking at me, deciding, is she small enough to eat? And that was about oh, all my God. <laughs> and I, being the foolish young thing I was, was trying to send love and light and how beautiful an animal <laughs> you are. I, I just love you as a snake, and I would love to pet you and all of this. And the snake was just looking back at me like, 
hmm, you are a little large to eat, but I would try. And it was, of course, a constrictor that would have, you know, crushed me to death if it had a chance. Oh, good grief. Right. So, my life is a veto now. <laughs> I also, many, many years ago, this would have been 50 years ago or so, I had a little gerbil, cute little critter that I kept in a cage. And, and I enjoyed the gerbil, and I thought I was being kind to it. So I did telepathic communication with it because I've always been doing this stuff all my life. And yeah. found it was very very angry and it really did not like being in that little cage. And in fact uh-huh. it it really was very hostile to me. So even though it seemed sweet, I I I gave it a different home. I, I gave it to somebody else who could put it in a much larger um facility. And realized that birds in cages are the same way. Um, and ah. many creatures that are kept in confinement, uh, even though it might be humane confinement and sometimes horrible conditions, are, you know, when we connect with them, it breaks your heart. So yeah. when we connect with extraterrestrials, it's just a different page in the book so to speak, but it's the same technique. Basic technique is you connect with whatever target it is, whether it's a python snake or it's a, a little gerbil or it's an ET, you essentially are going to relax, expand your consciousness just by letting it go, letting those thoughts come to mind, you know, what am I going to cook for dinner? Did I turn off the stove? What is this? You know, all of this, just let them go. Don't resist them. Here's that thought again. Don't try to resist it, or that's all you'll think about. Let it go. Let it slip off, and let that quietness come. Open your heart, chakra, as much as possible, so the other creature does not feel any hostility or fear or anything like that. And essentially, there's a merging that happens of the fields. And then what is brought back, I call and others call a download. So you may find that you receive downloads. Downloads are inspirations. They are not automatic writing. I strongly suggest a person doesn't go into trance and try automatic writing. That's something it's safe. But instead, allow yourself to be inspired. If you're an artist like I am, Allow yourself to be drawn to, to, you know, drawing a certain thing or painting a certain thing. If you're a writer, allow the words just to flow. If you're a mathematician or somebody who just wants to connect with that wonderful world of math, numbers, and symbols, allow those to come too. And you will find that those downloads will come the more you open to them and try not to superimpose words upon them that don't really belong there. Because words limit us. And these Mm -hmm. other creatures are not thinking in words, believe me. They might speak to us. You might have an impression that, um, let's say, an ET or something is speaking to you. I think that's very rare, and I would be very cautious about that. I would always test with common sense 
anything that you feel like you're getting in terms of communication with any other being, human or not. If somebody's telling you something that's not making sense or that is against your common sense, then don't pay attention. Turn it off. Tell them to stop or just walk out of the room. And it's the same as true. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you, uh, one years ago, I had a student in our church that felt that the ETs were telling him he needed to go out in the middle of the desert and wait for them to come and pick him up. And he was really having a psychotic break. The ETs yeah. never came and picked him up. However, he did end up being hospitalized. He was having a psychotic break. So we have to right. be very, very discerning. And that's why I like what PK was talking about, especially now is the time for us to be very discerning about everything going on in our lives. This year right. and this yes. month in particular, but always. So I'm, that's my greatest, shall we say, bit of advice. Is it's great advice. Pass what, what comes through. And if something comes through to your consciousness like a download that has you do something which is not safe for you or something which is really off the wall, then walk away from it. And that's why I do not suggest using Ouija board or anything like that. I I think you have to be much more discerning. Ouija board is always something that I've been very fearful of. I was never <laughs> fearful of it, but I tried it for when I was a little kid. And mm-hmm. it would just always go round and round and round and round and round. You know, I have other, you know, holding on. But it would go round and round and round if I put my hand on it and would <laughs> fall off the plant. <laughs> it just like, no. Um, so it, it, just didn't, it just didn't work. Uh, but we didn't need the Ouija board because, you know, we could just go into trance and, uh, you know, or light trance or do our thing. I did want to tell you a couple of examples of, of telepathy, though. I don't know what our time is here. Do I have time? To... We have plenty of time, so please Definitely. do share this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, years ago, I was working as an artist part-time um, in a particular graphic studio, and I had um, a dear colleague of mine, another artist, and I was, of course, talking to her about metaphysics, you know, and she didn't believe. And I said, well, you know, don't you believe in telepathy? Nah, you know. I said, well, let's try an experiment. I'll try to send you something while you're drawing and you're doing everything, and, and you tell me what it is, you know, that I'm I'm concentrating on. So she okay, all right. And so I just thought of the color yellow, and I in, in my mind, imagine yellow really, 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 really intensely. And after about two minutes, she said, I don't know. This is not working. I'm not getting anything. And I said, well, what do you mean? Tell me about your anything. She said, all I see is yellow. And <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's cute. And I'll tell you another one. There was a few years ago, I wanted to create a group of people who would be able to find people with map coordinates that were just telepathic, and uh, I called them the eagle. I called it the Eagle Sight Group. We never really got off the ground too much, but we had a lot of fun. And there was one uh, <laughs> gentleman that I was working with, and he was many miles away. He was in another state, 
And so I was sending him telepathic, but as I did so, I would have him in my mind that I was drawing a spiral on a piece of paper while I was envisioning the coordinates for something. And after um, a very short period of time, he said, I don't know. I don't like this. I'm just getting dizzy. (laughs) 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 So the coordinates were coming through, but the spiral was coming through. So the, the, um, the mind field connects at a level that is not verbal, and then it has to be translated through our brains into words or symbols or something that we can understand and relate to. In my communication with ETs, I have found over the years that uh, sending pictures up to a point, they'll do that, um, that kind of thing. And math, I don't do well, so I just draw pictures of the formulas. I don't do the math. I just draw the picture of the formula, like a picture. Uh, but mm-hmm. then there comes a point where it's like they will go no further. In other words, they just will not go any further. And then all I see is just the image of their face. <laughs> it's just, And usually it's a gray that I've been communicating with over the years. Um, and... Um, no expression because they don't have a lot of, you know, emotions. Just this very calm face that says, that says well, we go no further. You know, that's like they're blank. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing more here. Don't wow. look here. There's nothing more. <laughs> and so you're going to find, as I have found, that this these downloads can be different with different people, uh, but it's going to affect it's going to be affected by your experience and what you your purpose and what you're doing and all of that so i feel that setting intention is one of the most important things let's say that you go back to the idea about your dog and whatever your dog's name is um and you are setting the intention that you want to have a lot of fun with your dog you want to truly increase the bond between yourself and your dog that's what i would do is set my intention first open my heart feel the love between myself and the dog and then go in the other room and then imagine you know eating the treats and you're going to find that it's much more successful but what do you do with Uh something like um an insect you know i'm an entomologist i'm a, a bug specialist I love spiders, I love scorpions, I love all of these critters. But when you try to connect with them intellectually, there's not a lot of depth there. (laughs) 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 So I love cockroaches. I mean, cockroaches are enormous. I I wish them tremendously. I mean, they've been around millions and millions of years and will be long after we're gone as a species on this planet. They are survivors. But when you connect with them intellectually, it's like eat or be eaten. Eat, drink, drink, oh, wow. you know, that, that's it. You know, it's, it's not like the, uh, they're spouting Shakespeare to you. But when you connect mm. with mm. the ETs, it's a whole different thing because they are advanced compared to us. 
So it would be as if you have an intellect you're connecting with telepathically, which is like you connecting maybe to whatever else you might want to consider. And not lesser, mm-hmm. but just different. But they are so much more vastly wired <laughs> that yes. what comes through is, is um, I'm sure to them it must be a bit of a strain sometimes trying to get through to us. <laughs> I, <would have been. laughs> well, so. mm-hmm. I bet. <laughs> well, also, Kay, I've got a question. I have a question for you about uh Sure. You know, basically communicating with ETs, and you know, I know I knew Betty Hill. I met her years ago, and oh, I know they. Yeah, Betty was a pistol. I mean, she was this tiny little yeah. woman with just a lot of spitfire to her, and I, that's what I loved about her. I thought she was great. Now, when her husband Barney and her were taken up in the ship, um, right. Betty was able to maintain her wits about her. You know, she yes, she really yes. was able, remember, to have the conversation with the ETs. Meanwhile, her husband was absolutely broken down, hysterical, crying. Uh, he couldn't handle it. So uh, it was it was an interesting juxtaposition <clears throat> between the two. And she told but me. But that's the difference. She said, they but, were dealing with a different species than the ones I deal with. <laughs> They were dealing right. with right. I know they were different. Mm-hmm. That was the Zaraticula um, so people, I think, right, or beings. The, the, uh, the uh, I believe they were arthropodans. I don't think they were uh, reptilians, but I'm not certain. But they were not the ones that I have been connecting with for a long time. So you have a whole different situation, and they were taken against their will. And it was terrifying. It must have been terrifying. I do not believe that those ETs were trying to necessarily communicate with Barney. They were they were experimenting on him and taking samples, whereas Betty was asking right. questions. So, of course, right. they were probably surprised at that, but they were doing their best, kind of robotically answering. But mm-hmm. as I recall, when we asked them where they were from, at first, they said, "Well, do you know where you even are in the in the cosmos?" In other words, they showed her the star map. And in one of the paintings that I have made <clears throat> a few years back, I have an ET in the in and outside of the window in his uh, craft is that star map. I put it into the into the sky. <laughs> oh, in uh, how nice! It, it's like uh, the thing is that. They were trying to say to her, I think, and I could be wrong. Do you even understand the? Uh, the would you even understand the answer we're going to give you to that question? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and so, yeah, you can right. See where there was kind of condensation there, condescending, uh, just like we right. sometimes are condescending to the creatures that we share the earth with. Yes, we don't mean yes, to be. Yes, exactly. Sometimes we are. Right. And my well, the funniest is part, I just wanted to share with you the funniest part of this. Yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, tell me. Is, is that when I talked to Betty about this, I mean, this is how feisty she was. She said, Patricia, if I had had a frying pan, I would have taken them all out. <laughs> <laughs> that was Betty, okay? Betty, God bless her. 
but you know, it was like she, I think part of the problems that we run into as humans, and this is what my question is getting to for you, Kay, is that we, our own fear works against us exponentially when we are in touch with or touched by extraterrestrials, cryptids, whatever. I think we get terrified. Not only that, try the neighborhood dog. If you're out for a walk and there's a stray dog that's not on the leash that comes up to you, um, you know, usually there's going to be a bit of, I don't know, is it safe or not? And then try imagining a neighborhood alligator. You're walking down mm-hmm. the street, and the neighborhood alligator comes up. How are you going to feel? So, yeah, these species, um, if we don't know how to deal with them, interact with them, we go to fear, we go to flight or fight, or we freeze. Mm-hmm. Right. And we do that with people as well, by the way, all the time. Oh, yeah. I think I just think that when it comes to yeah. ETs, that everything is so exponential. It's so much bigger and and so it's much more challenging uh, to maintain some sense of calm. I mean, Betty had an opportunity that very few people get. I think Betty Andreessen also, same thing. She had such great faith. She was mm-hmm. able to stay somewhat centered and ask questions. And so both of the Bettys <laughs> had these experiences. But when your fear overtakes you, and you get paralyzed with it, or you try to run away like Travis Walton did, then you lose those opportunities. And But I love what you're saying, Kay. I wanted to compliment you again on the way you describe the mind field and finding yeah. that nexus, that, that connection point between your field and, you know, the other you're trying to contact or communicate with. It's that's, that's really helpful. Big, yeah and opening mm-hmm. your heart and setting your intention to communicate and being taken by force into a craft. There's a huge difference. So for those people who are intentionally communicating, it's going to be much more, I just think, successful. Right. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. That's, yeah. No, you're, you're giving us some valuable points here. Uh, to use in everyday life, whether, like you said, it's with your pet or a person or an interdimensional or an ET, it doesn't matter. The same principles and the same format can apply. It's very helpful. Thank you. One one way that you can apply this, and I think it's very fundamental, is one of the greatest fears that people have is public speaking. However, I've always Mm -hmm. loved public speaking. And what I do is when I get up in front of a group, I open my heart chakra, and it's like my energy field touches everyone in the audience. This takes about 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, then you could be reciting the alphabet, and they would love to hear what you say. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) You'll have to teach us this one. That is a good one. And so this is very important to remember when you are out there, you know, with your telescope, your binoculars or whatever, scanning the night sky on your night watch, watching for ET, um, open your heart and let it be known. Because telepathically, they're reading you loud and clear. 
that mm-hmm. you're not there to be of any harm or to cause any problem. You're just there to listen and to learn. And you will be surprised that there are a lot more things that will appear to you. I'm talking about externally, you know, in the sky, lights in the sky uh, that, and, and crap that you might want to see. And you can actually call them in if you choose. I don't recommend it. I think that it's better just to let things like that happen if they're going to, mm-hmm. but a person could, could do it. But the question is, if you call them in, what the heck are you going to do with them? And so yeah. <laughs> I think you better right. think. Right. Good, good point. Think 10 times before you do it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right, Exactly. Now this is a it's a wonderfully fascinating uh field to to go into and explore but you have to have charge over yourself first so that you don't unnecessarily scare yourself with things like that. Now somebody just texted me and wants to know about communicating with angelic beings. What would you suggest about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's transdimensional as I see it. And through prayer, and I'm a person of prayer and have had a prayer ministry for many years, again, set your intention, open your heart, and um, the beings of light from other dimensions, and they are from higher dimensions, uh, respond to that, especially the Archangel Michael, many of the archangels, and the angels, the personal angels and guides and teachers that we all have around us, because everybody is surrounded by them. And you open your heart, you open your mind, you welcome them in, and of course welcome in the Holy Spirit, because um, as trite as it sounds, it's really important to surround ourselves with that consciousness as we move out into the world. Right. So... um very important. With and would would you recommend then that when people want to do this that they start with prayer? Absolutely. I start every reading that okay. I do with prayer. I set my intention for the highest good, not in visualizing, envisioning a particular outcome, but for the highest good, and multiple times a day. I repeat that because I do believe in the admonition that we are to pray without ceasing. But I also believe, as Edgar Casey said, every thought is a prayer. So mm. that means that thoughts are things, as Edgar Casey said. They have existence, not only in the neurons, between the neurons of our physical brain, which we know they can be mapped and and. You could have an electroencephalograph showing your brainwave patterns. But in the mind field, they have existence, and that is universal. So my thoughts affect you and affect PK and affect everyone. And that's why we want to do things like join in unison in prayer, join in unison in um, high thinking calmness and such, because it really does change the energy field of all of us. Well, that helps a lot. I think that you really did answer this person's question. Now, also, 
we want to be uh, very informative to our audience of the types of readings that you offer. You offer medical intuition. You do scientific and technology, technical intuition to develop technology for people. You help people with relationship issues, right? I mean, there's, so yeah, it's not just medical intuition that you offer. Right. I am not a, um, not to be substituted for a physician. I don't diagnose. I don't tell people what medications to take. I'm not a physician. I have a PhD, not an MD. But I do use what's called microsci, which is a form of um, clairvoyance or remote viewing, to look very deeply into the physical body and the energy body. When we talk about relationships, we talk about interrelationships and potentials, but I'm not a therapist, and my work should not be substituted for a good clinical therapist or psychotherapist. I often refer when I find a situation that is beyond my pay grade. I say, I refer you to <laughs> your local psychotherapist or somebody who can really help you with this situation. Uh, but... Generally, people are often looking for the highest use of their talents, and often they don't even know what talent it is. I can look to that. We can talk about, you know, ways they might want to explore their potential more and empower themselves and communicate with others in a beneficial way, especially when we're talking about children, um, children not even born yet, by the way. Um, it's it's very, very uh, important to honor the communication that you and I have been talking about here today because it it works the same way. Well, Mm -hmm. I wanted to share with everybody uh, that I had a reading with Kay for medical, and what we discussed was so helpful to me. Because as you guys know, I've been very forthcoming about the fact that I've had scleroderma, which is an autoimmune, or they call Mm -hmm. it an autoimmune condition, for many, many years. One of the things that scleroderma does is it affects, usually most people, the hands. And the hands are, uh, the the circulation is impeded, the microcirculation is impeded, and the hands get filled with scar tissue, they get swollen, they're very painful, and they become dysfunctional over time. And one of the things you and I discussed, uh, Kay, was amino acids. And I had had a hunch that there was something with amino acids that was going to be helpful. And then you helped me narrow in. You actually narrowed in on two specific amino acids, which I then began to investigate and then uh, take. And they had absolute... Um, alignment with the issues of scleroderma. So started taking these amino acids, and for the first time in many years, um, my hands, the swelling is going down. I can see oh, my knuckles now, which I could not see before. Now, every, I will tell you, I have used many, many things, and I have not found. I have found things that will stop the progression. But I haven't found anything that reverses the damage until you and I spoke about this. So you were right Mm -hmm. on the money. And I'm so grateful because having painful hands, until you go through this, I know a lot of people with something similar like arthritis would know what I'm talking about. It's very Mm -hmm. limiting, and it's it's painful all the time. So 
This has made a huge difference for me. And I wanted to thank you on the air and let everybody know that I had a fabulous experience with you that produced real results. And I've worked with, you know, there's been a lot of people that have come through this show as healers and intuitives mm-hmm. and things like that. You're the first one that I've worked with that actually gave me something actionable that worked. So thank you oh, so thank much. You. And you're so talented. Thank so you. talented. <laughs> and I thank really you. encourage anybody and, yeah, everybody who wants to have this experience with you to get a hold of you and schedule their own private appointment. And, Kate, tell us how everybody can get a hold of you, the best ways to do that. Um, it's actually yes, because that. I've got to be in charge. <laughs> Pardon me? You, you, it's, it's the best to reach me by telephone, and you can see my phone number online, um, and reach me by email at crandallmayphx at aol.com. And that's just my name, just C, and then Randall, R-A-N-D-A-L-L-M-A-Y-P-H-X at AOL.com. And then uh, you call me, and I will send you my form. There's a form that you fill out, say you realize I'm not a physician, and uh, the cost and everything, and send me a photo, and we get it set up. And the the session is about an hour, and I can record it for you, or you can record it on your end, and... I would like to work on the phone, but I also work on Skype or Zoom, but nothing in person at this point. Um, But it doesn't matter if you're in Canada or Great Britain or Australia or New Zealand or wherever, because I work with people all over the world, which is nice because the mind field is universal. (laughs) I definitely have to be in touch with you because... Osteoporosis is a major issue not only for me, but for many of the clients that I've spoken with over the last few years. So I will definitely be calling you this week. Oh, great. I'd be looking forward to talking with you, PK, and to to talking with you about the numbers. Because the numbers, uh, what you have to say about the numbers is so fascinating. Oh, thank you so much. But you are such a delight and so informative. How lucky for us and our audience to be a part of it tonight. Absolutely. Well, we are so my great blessing. And I, I just want people to remember that thoughts are things. And we really need to keep thinking bright, clear, loving, joyful thoughts so that we affect the universal consciousness it, it it's very important <laughs> very important mm-hmm. makes sense it is. it's good sense well thank you again Kay this has been a wonderful evening and for all of your information and inspiration we are so grateful so I know we're going to have to have you back that's all there is to it and in the meantime oh, everybody we will be <laughs> back with another great show next week it's angel chatter time with one of our guests that we've had on over the years she's coming back to do free angel readings for everybody what a nice gift in february so until then we will see you on the blue highway good night everyone good night night. thanks for listening tune in next week for another radio adventure with supernatural